I'm Mitch Album, and welcome to the Tuesday People podcast, the podcast inspired by the book Tuesdays with Maury, which I wrote back in the mid-90s and which continues to teach people and influence people today, including myself, Lisa Goich, and my friend and producer is alongside, as always. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Mitch. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, all good, and and uh, back in the swing of things now in September. Uh, fall is right here, and with fall comes an interesting time for uh, for Jewish people uh, because these are what are called the high holidays, and it's pertinent to today's mm-hmm. podcast because uh, not only because Maury was Jewish, although he wasn't a, a heavily practicing Jew. But because there's a tradition that is going on right now in this time that we're in right now where you're hearing this podcast in the Jewish faith that I thought had a lot of ramifications for what Maury and I spoke about as he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease and was figuring out and teaching me what was the most important things in life just before you die. And that has to do with forgiveness and asking for forgiveness. Now, we've done a show on forgiveness a while back, early on when we started this podcast, and this is not exactly that. But the forgiveness that I am talking about today is forgiveness that you seek and apologizing for things that you did that you may not have even realized that you have done to people who you may not have even realized you have harmed. Now, think about that for a mm. minute. When we talk about... When we talk about uh, asking for forgiveness and saying we're sorry, generally that begins with the people that you are closest with. Normally it's your spouse. That's where we begin, you know, making sure that your spouse or your loved one understands that those painful things that you may have said, you didn't mean, you're sorry for, you regret them. It expands out to our parents, our children. Uh, Oftentimes we have conversations with them that we regret or we say something that we regret, and so we want to make sure that we apologize to them. And it even goes out to dear friends, people that we're close with, who we say, you know, maybe we've had a rift or an argument or something separating us for a while, and we want to apologize. But rarely, rarely does it ever extend out beyond that to people who maybe you just see, you know, once a day. Maybe it's someone you pass at work. Maybe it's someone you casually uh, come in contact with at the office. Maybe it's someone who you have some conversations with at the gym. Uh, Maybe it's the waiter at your favorite restaurant. Maybe it's, you know, a relative you see a couple times a year. Think about all the, for want of a better word, more casual uh, acquaintances in your life or casual people that you spend time with in your life. And now ask yourself, when was the last time you apologized to any of them? Hmm. I'll put you on the spot, Lisa, and and ask you. I am such an apologizer that (laughs) I'm You just walk in apologizing? You're not a good person. I apologize for something that you did. Not not you in particular, but if- You apologize for other people's problems. Okay. Everybody. I apologize on behalf of everybody. Okay. So I'm kind of the wrong person. I, I, I constantly, my doctor actually yelled at me while I was in the hospital, not yelled, but she got sh- short with me because I was apologizing for bothering her while I was in the hospital. She's wow. like, uh, 
you're sick. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the yeah. hospital. You're not bothering me. I'm right. your doctor. <laughs> right. And stop, keep saying that over and over. Well, maybe yeah, you're the stop. worst person to ask on this, but yeah. but uh, actually the, the trend that you have, people could learn a lesson from because more often than not, when we don't feel that we're extremely close to somebody, we also don't feel that we can apologize to them. Now think about that. A- apologizing in and of itself is a, is a somewhat intimate act when you really think about it. Uh, I'm not talking about oh sorry you know you know when you bump into somebody at the ball game. I'm talking right. about saying that you're sorry that you may have hurt them or said something that hurt them or did something that hurt them. Really having to look someone in the eye that's tough. Think about how tough it is to do with people that you love when you have to sort of set the right mood and say, listen, honey, can, can we talk for a second? Yes. What? Well, you know, I'm feeling kind of bad about something I did. I, I want to apologize to you. Oh, well, what was it? You go through the conversation and hopefully it has a good resolve, but it's, it's personal, right? It's personal. Yeah. It's, it's kind of deep. You usually need quiet and uh, the right moment and a certain sincerity uh, that comes with it that sometimes people are just not quick to access in themselves. Well, now imagine how difficult that would be with strangers, right? Yeah. Or near strangers. Well, here's one thing, if I may go back really quick to what you just said. When you apologize to somebody who you are close to, it also brings in a whole nother aspect because sometimes you get nervous because you know if you apologize to them, it may bring up something with them to say, yeah, well, you shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. You know, some people aren't as quick to just accept an apology. Instead, they'd like to rub your nose in it. Um, I don't know. I've I've been on that side of things, too. So I think okay. that's why it's hard for some people to apologize, you know? Well, be that as it may, it's very important to apologize. And the reason I brought it up now, the reason we're talking about it now, the reason I mentioned the thing with the Jewish faith is that there are— so our Jewish members in the audience will know this, and, and Maury knew this. Uh, those who are not, here's, here's how it lays out. This will come in handy when you're talking to your Jewish friends. Uh, there is something called Rosh Hashanah, which is the New Year, the Jewish New Year, which just took place uh, this past Friday. And 10 days later is a holiday called Yom Kippur. And you may be familiar with that one. It is considered the most solemn day in the Jewish faith. It is the... Uh, the day for forgiveness, and actually it's part of a 10-day-long process that begins on Rosh Hashanah, the new year, and ends on Yom Kippur. And during that 10 days, according to the Jewish faith, that is when God decides if you are going to live for another year, if you're going to be inscribed in the Book of Life for another year. And that depends somewhat on your repentance and your ability to say you're sorry for things that you did during the 10-day period of time. You following me? So you sort of get 10 days mm-hmm. to, to, to clear your slate, 10 days to ask for forgiveness, to be truly repentant. And then on that last day, uh, Jewish people go to synagogue, they fast, they don't eat, and they ask for repentance from God, forgiveness from God on that day. And and presumably, if you do it correctly and you're sincere and it's in your heart, you get another year to live on this in this wonderful world. But during the ten days between 
that Jewish New Year and Yom Kippur, the Day of Repentance. You are supposed to seek forgiveness, not just from God, but during those 10 days, you're supposed to seek forgiveness from everybody on earth that you have come in contact with. And it is a very interesting sort of edict to try to follow. Yes, you're supposed to ask from your mother and your father and your brothers and sisters, but you are supposed to go about to all the people who are in your circle and ask for forgiveness. And what's most interesting to me, Lisa, is you're not just supposed to ask for forgiveness for any number of things that you might have done, and I'll run the list of that coming up in in, in a moment. You are also supposed to apologize for anything that you might have done that you did not realize you had done. Think about that. You might have done that you did not realize you had done. So now you want to talk about apologizing, really taking the blame for something. You go up to somebody and say, listen, I know that we you know, see each other in the office periodically, uh, or I see you at the restaurant here periodically. We get together for cards uh, periodically. I, we, we play at the gym together periodically. I just want you to know if I have done anything during the course of this last year to offend you, to hurt your feelings, and, and that I wasn't aware of it, Please accept my apology. Now, that's pretty deep apologizing because you are apologizing and asking for forgiveness for something you don't even realize you might have done. Right. That might even get in the Lisa Goitsch category of apologizing. Yeah. Well, that's where this is my question then. So when you do that, are you now opening the door for them to tell you what you might have done? Or do you just end it at, I apologize for anything I might have done, then you turn around and you walk away? No, there, no, you're not supposed to turn around. I think it's, uh, in many cases, it's more productive if the person says, well, actually, now that you mention it, you know, there was this time you probably didn't even realize it, but you walked right past me and didn't say hello, and I had said hello to you, and uh, uh, or I left a note on your desk and you didn't even acknowledge it or something, and it hurt my feelings. Because then at least you know, wow, okay, I didn't even realize I did that. And I think if this, so this is a practice that while it started in a religious practice, this is a practice that I think people should do, no matter what religion, faith, faith or not faith, whether you're not religious or otherwise, if you're just human, this is a great practice to get into with people in your life. And you can pick any time of year or whatever to do it. But to go up to them and say, listen, um, you know, the world moves quickly. We're all in a bit of a hurry. I know I can be a little curt. I can be in a rush. Perhaps I was on the phone. Perhaps I got some bad news. And there was a day that I just wasn't kind to you. And I wasn't even aware of it. If there's anything I've done any like that, would you please forgive me? Now, Lisa, you talked about it as, well, doesn't that open the door to your finding out what you did? And yes, it does, and you shouldn't be afraid of that, but it also puts an onus on the other person to forget their grudge, to forget their grudge, to let it go. It's very easy to dislike somebody because you feel that they did something to you An acquaintance, a colleague, a work colleague, someone from the neighborhood. It's easy to develop these sort of resentments and private little dislikes because you don't come in contact with them a lot. And they don't ever say something as intimate as, I'm sorry. But when they do, when they do, then the onus is then on you to let it go. 
Hmm. You've been carrying this little grudge around for your neighbor who, uh, you know, parked their car on your lawn one day and didn't ask uh, permission and, uh, you know, then drove, drove off and you just thought, well, that was the height of arrogance. And you've been holding this little grudge about them and, and not saying hello to them when they happen to see them in the yard or something like that because of that. And now all of a sudden they come up and they say, listen, this is a practice that I try to do. If there's anything that I might have done that hurts your feelings or hurt you in some way, would you please accept my forgiveness? And then you think back to that time they parked on your lawn and you're like, well, okay, yes, you're forgiven. Hmm. Maybe you say to them, yeah, there was this time, but now you get rid of the grudge, right? So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Not only do you as the individual who apologizes get to sort of clear your conscience of things that you might have unconsciously done, but you also get that person that you inadvertently hurt to drop their grudge. And you'll find that people will actually get along a lot better with you. You find, boy, everybody's saying hello to me again after I apologize. Right. I, I must have really done a bunch of stuff wrong. Listen to this example that Maury gave. We were talking about forgiveness, and he happened to mention a case of somebody uh, who was, you know, just somebody he knew from the department. Listen to how he explains this story and this arc of forgiveness. You get caught in that web. Pride plays too big a role. And I'm not going to say it first. He or she has to do it first. That's absurd. Now I see it. You take the step. I don't know if I told you that story about one of the members of my department with whom I didn't have much interaction because we were on different wavelengths. Mm. He's a very ambitious, very sort of uh, making it in the profession mm-hmm. kind of guy and very self-interested. And I just didn't have much to do with him. Mm. And we said hello and that's it. Well, when he heard I was sick, he wrote me a note. And I thought, okay, that's a nice gesture. I wrote him back a note mm-hmm. saying, I feel sorry that we've kept such distance, such distance between us. And maybe we could get together if that's what you'd like. Well, he wrote back saying, yes, he's on leave or something. Well, it's never happened, but that's okay. I feel good about what I did. Mm-hmm. Saying we don't have to be children about this. Right. That's what I mean about forgiveness or in that mode. You grow up and you try to reconcile or resolve. If they get resolved, fine. If they don't, fine. You've done what I consider a mature thing. And that's what it's all about. Trying to do the appropriate thing. So you see, in that case, there wasn't necessarily this big happy ending uh, because they never did end up getting together. But Maury felt better about it because he took the bigger step. He took the bigger yes. step. He, he he was the bigger man. He said, okay, you know, let's, I, I, I feel bad about it. Let's get it resolved. And then if it doesn't resolve, well, it's not your fault, but you, you at least know that you tried to clear your conscience. And this is what you will get, folks, if you go out and make the step of apologizing almost preemptively uh, wh- instead of waiting for someone to say, you really hurt me or you, you did something wrong, you preemptively do it and say, if I may have hurt you, let me apologize for that right now. You will feel better about it. Now, 
along those lines, during the uh, service for Yom Kippur, that day of repentance that I referenced, uh, there is also another interesting tradition, and that is that there is a list of 44 mistakes, 44 mistakes in a particular prayer that's called the Achet prayer, 44 mistakes that you pray for forgiveness for. Not all of them, by the way, are mistakes that you have to apologize to God for. They're mistakes, some of them, that have to do between what you did to other people here on earth. And I'm going to read you from this list some of these, and (laughs) it's very instructive to find out just how many sins, quote-unquote, we commit almost on a daily basis that qualify for an apology. For example, uh, for—and it goes in the, you know— Forgive me for the mistakes I committed through blah, blah, blah. Mistakes I committed through blah, blah, blah. So here's some of the blah, blah, blahs, all right? For having a hard heart, not having compassion, perhaps ignoring the poor people, the weak people, not giving charity when there was a chance, walking past somebody who was begging on the street and just saying, no, I don't have any money when you had money. A hard heart. Right. Ever been guilty of that, folks? Okay, now I can see you all nodding, Okay. There's one. Um, For the mistakes we've committed through things that we blurted out with our lips. How many times have we blurted out a comment that was kind of insulting or in bad taste or harmful to somebody, and uh, we didn't even turn around and look. We just said it, and then we just kind of went on. I know I've been guilty of that. Yeah, Guilty. Yeah, guilty. Okay. Um, I'm not going to read them all, but for the mistakes we committed— before you through immorality, okay, immoral acts. I'll leave that up to you to to decide. You don't have to confess <laughs> to me, but if that's <laughs> something that you did, uh, mistakes we committed through harsh speech, being harsh, speaking to gossiping, oh. uh, you know, being just dismissing somebody. Oh, shut up! You you don't know what you're talking about. Harsh speech. I know people who do that on a daily basis. Put a check next to it if that's one for you. For the mistakes we committed before you with knowledge and deceit so that we, you know, maybe didn't tell everybody everything in a certain situation. We deceived ourselves. Maybe we deceived uh, somebody and actually broke a small law or deceived somebody at the office about something. We just lied about where we were or said we didn't. The average person tells umpteen lies a day. Somewhere in there, we probably committed that one. For the mistakes we've committed... Through inner thoughts. Oh, boy. When we think badly about people, wish something bad to happen about people, fantasize about something bad happening to people that we don't like. Yeah? Done that one? That's a tough one, yeah. I think everybody's done that, right? Yeah. Uh, For the mistake we've committed through insincere confession, apologizing without really being sorry. We've done that, right? Easily. For the mistakes we committed by degrading our parents and or our teachers. How many times have, have, have we done that? Talked about our parents. Oh, they're crazy. Or they do that. Well, you know how they are, whatever. Or the people who have taught us. Well, she was this or she was that. Uh, it happens all the time, right? Happens all the time. We think we're being funny about, oh, my mother's nuts. You know, she does this and oh, she does right. that. Oh, right, yeah. Well, mom doesn't think she's nuts. <laughs> she doesn't. No, and that's maybe not, not nice to say. Yeah, maybe not appreciate your... Uh, you're doing that. For the mistakes we've committed by exercising our power, 
whatever power we might have. We might be bosses at work. We might be physically strong. uh, We might have economic power uh, that we use to dominate others in a particular situation. Yeah. Put a check behind that one if you've done that. Uh, The mistakes we've committed before you with vulgar speech. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. People who go for about an hour and commit that and then commit I'm it all over again. I'm seeing a lot of checks on that from a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, some others uh, through bribery. Hopefully not too many people have done that, but people I, have. I don't think I've ever bribed anybody. Uh, false promises. Telling people, yes, I'll take care of that or I'll do it or, you know, I'll come oh, back and do mm. that for you. Or, yeah, you know, you can count on me. I'll get it done or I'll, I'll help you out in the future. Mm. No. Guilty. Uh, being scornful, scoffing at something, ridiculing things, making fun of people or things that you consider less intelligent or less attractive. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Checks, checks. Mistakes or you know, th- wrongdoings in business. People who haven't always dealt honestly in business. And that could be the smallest little things up to, up to large violations. Interest and extortion on interest, charging somebody too much interest, being greedy, being stingy. Uh, The mistakes we've committed by being arrogant, making others feel low in order to raise yourself, dressing and speaking in a way that draws attention to yourself, walking first through a door, not letting others go first, little small acts of arrogance. There's even one in here for the mistakes we committed with endless babbling. (laughs) Endless (laughs) babbling. Wow. I'm guilty since second grade. Endless (laughs) babbling. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Through jealousy. That's certainly one that people, I mean, I I maintain that jealousy and envy are are traits that Americans have that we we probably are the least cognizant and least uh, confessional about. And yet we do all the time. So much of America is based on jealousy and envy. Even the commercials, even things like People Magazine, uh, the, right. the way articles are written, they're kind of all written like, look, this person, this person's doing great, and kind of an adjunct to that is, and you're not. Don't you wish you were this person? Don't you wish that your life was as great as this person? Uh, there's a lot of well, jealousy that goes on. Social media doesn't ha- help that these days, no, that's for sure. that's correct. That's I mean, correct. It, it makes it worse, yeah. you know? Uh, for the mi- mistakes we committed... By telling people what others pe- others said about them. How often have you done that? Ooh. Well, you should hear what this Mm-mm. person said about you. I can't do that. I would never do that. Mm-mm. Ah, Mm-mm. Good. No, good. I think I'm that's opening up big cans of worms. Yes, it is. A lot of people open those cans, though. Uh, boy, baseless hatred. Uh, there's plenty of that. Confusion of the heart. Uh, there's, there, I mean, there's, there's just so many. These are all things that... This isn't about, oh, God, I wasn't as pious as I need to be, or, oh, God, I didn't pray to you so many times. This is all about stuff between human beings. And so if you use that as a, as a benchmark and say, wow, just that list alone, let alone other ones, there's a lot of things that I might have done to hurt somebody or to affect somebody that I didn't even realize. Think about how many of those things that I just rattled off you realize that you did. And then recognize that there's probably, for every one you realize you did, there's probably one you forgot about. Right. That you didn't remember, that you really, but someone took, someone took that stone on the forehead. Someone suffered the blow. 
that's why this notion of using this time, and you know, as I say, it's only timely because this is where Jewish people happen to find themselves. And if you are Jewish and are listening to this, but perhaps weren't aware that this is a this is a um, a practice, it's a good one uh, for no matter what religion you are to go to the people in your world and just say, "Listen, I know that there's a lot of days in the year, and uh, time goes by." quickly, and I might speak quickly or be distracted on a given day or whatever. So if over the course of the last year, I've done anything that might have hurt you or offended you, maybe you're carrying it around a grudge, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Now you're asking the person to take a step with you, which is, okay, I forgive you. Now, if they don't forgive you, or if they say, yeah, it's fine. Okay, thanks. But they don't forgive you. Now the onus is on them. Because they're now committing one of those things, a hard heart. And a hard heart is the opposite of forgiveness. A hardened heart means you're not open to the fact that human beings make mistakes. You're not open to the fact that people are asking you for forgiveness, and you should be. So this is a good trait uh, and a good practice to have, no matter what faith you are. And I thought it was appropriate today to... uh, to bring up, given where we are in this time, and especially where we are now in this country, where, boy, it seems like you can't even have a conversation without hurting somebody's feelings. Uh, the, the, the coronavirus is helpful by keeping us locked inside, because if we were outside, <laughs> we'd be disagreeing That's over true. everything from Supreme Court justices to whether you should wear a mask to who should be the president. There's so much going on, and and... Think about the discussions that we're having now at at the office, if we're going to the office or at a table with a bunch of people. People take this stuff so personally now that they you may say something and they may not register it, but they're hurt by what you said. They're hurt by your position. And right. believe me, this election's gonna pass. This Supreme Court justice thing is gonna pass. This COVID nineteen is gonna pass. But the people in your life are still going to be there. And you're going to need to get along with them. So now may be a very opportune time to say, forgive me if in this crazy season where we've all been so besieged and all felt so divided, if I have said anything to you, done anything to you that could hurt you, please forgive me. It's not that big a deal. It won't. It, it doesn't lessen you in any way. It, in, it in fact, it enhances you. And it, it clears your conscience, as Maury said. We're all grown-ups, and, and taking responsibility for the things we do, even if we didn't know that we did them, is part of being grown-up. So that's my little yep. piece of, uh, of advice for, for this week and something that Maury taught me, uh, both in his actions and in his words, as we spent our time together uh, way back there in, in the mid-'90s. And you can read about it, of course, in Tuesdays with Maury. Uh, you can also, if you want to see some very fun videos of our kids in Haiti at the orphanage in Haiti that we operate uh, performing songs because that trip that I was just on with them for the last couple of weeks, every day I was in the music room working with them on some, on being in a band, boys in a bands and girls in bands. So they did a little concert on the last day for all the little kids. And I put some of the videos up on my Instagram and uh, Facebook and you can find them there. So great. You can go to havefaithhaiti.org or Mitch Album on Instagram or on, uh, it might be on Twitter or on Facebook for sure. And uh, yeah, you can see them performing um, 
the girls did I'll Be There and by the Jackson 5 and Lean On Me. And uh, the boys did um, the boys did uh, La Bamba and Do You uh-huh. Love Me by The Contours. And they did that song A Million Dreams, that one that Hugh Jackman sings in The Greatest Showman. They really like oh, right, that. right, right, uh-huh. Yeah, very inspiring stuff. So if you want a good smile, you can find that there. You can always go to nice. our, our site, Tuesday People, We Tuesday People, We Tuesday People dot com and check out all the things that we do here on this podcast and our discussion groups and how you can get more information and uh, we do this every week so until we do it again on behalf of Lisa Goich and myself Mitch Album, uh, I wish you a great week and see you next Tuesday thank you for listening to Tuesday People to be part of our conversation join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.